I am interrupting our regularly scheduled discussion of the principles of creation spirituality that we've been going through because events in the country require it. So I am going to begin this episode by simply saying Black Lives Matter. Stop killing black people. Stop worshiping a book. And totalitarianism is against the law of Christ. So let's talk about that on today's episode of Wisdom's Cry. He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. unclouded by hate. Does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? And oh, my sweet Lord, is she crying right now? Tears of pain and misery. Hello, my name's Charlie. And today we're going to talk about the events happening in the country. Because I can't be silent about this. And hopefully you can't either. I want to begin simply, and we're going to end on this as well, by saying racism is wrong. If you are in any way, shape, or form in line with the message of Christ, you know that Paul said that all are one in Christ Jesus. There is no slave. There is no Greek. We are all one. We are all one, all one, all one, all one, all one in Christ Jesus. And so to pretend otherwise is the spirit of Antichrist. It is antithetical to everything that Jesus stood for and that we as people of faith must stand for. But before I go back and talk about that more, I want to start with the horrid actions taken by the president where he ordered tear gas and rubber bullets to be used against civilians who were exercising their constitutional rights to protest and to petition their government for redress of grievances so that he could do a photo op holding a Bible upside down and backwards as a show, as a show, as a display, as an idol to try to convince Christians. And I say that word with contempt because a lot of people who claim the name of Christ do not know him, that he is somehow on their side. One of the people that was gassed in that attack, and for anybody who wants to agree with the president that it wasn't tear gas. The CDC does classify the pepper balls that were fired into the crowd as tear gas. So it was tear gas. <laughs> it was just tear gas by another name. 
they gassed one of the priests from that church to move them out of the way so that he could hold up a book as an idol, as a golden calf to distract us from everything going on. And the saddest part of this whole thing is that for some reason, I say for some reason, we all know what that reason is. Moneyed power has crept into the church and distracted so many from the message of Christ. That we are to love God with all of our hearts, mind, and spirit, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. These are the laws that Christ gave us. In doing these, we are told the whole of the law and the prophets are fulfilled. That's it. It's simple. It's easy. It's straightforward. We are to love everyone. Everyone. And many in the church have forgotten this. Many in the church have lost their way and started thinking that the gospel is about money and prosperity and all of these other things. There are anti-Semitic preachers all over the world talking about the glorious day that they foresee that all the Jews will be killed so Christ can come back. And we don't say anything because they just believe in a rapture. They just believe in their version of the end of days, and it's not anti-Semitic because it's in the Bible. Even though it's not, it's from the deranged dreams of a 15-year-old girl who had a fever because she was suffering from cholera. And John Darby wrote it down and cherry-picked verses of the Bible to make it sound good. This is not where we should be as a people. This is not where we should be as people of faith. The idea that someone who has flouted every ideal that Christ has ever taught us could stand in front of a church that he just had people violently removed from, holding up a Bible upside down and backwards, in the strangest pose I have ever seen, how anyone could be convinced that that image shows, oh, he's a Christian president. Look at his faith in God. Well, I'm sure he has faith in a God. He at least has faith in mammon, you know, the God of money and wealth that Jesus talked about. He might have faith in Beelzebub, the father of lies, or Belial. But he doesn't have faith in the God of the Bible. And I don't feel that it's wrong to say that. Look, Jesus was very clear. God is a God of love. You can see this in Jesus' own teachings, and you can see this in the words of the Apostle John in his letters. Whoever knows love knows God, and whoever does not know love does not know God. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after justice, which is what the word righteousness there means, for they shall be filled. And we look at the teachings of our Lord, and we look at this person. And while I'm not one who wants to judge people, I look at his fruit. I look at what Jesus told me to look at. 
What does he leave in his wake? Division, anger, fear. These are not the things of God. And it's obvious to anyone who has eyes to see and ears to hear, anyone who doesn't want to have their preconceived notions easily mulled over. We are not worshipers of a book. The book is a record of those who have come before us and their encounters with the divine. We have many of them. That book that he was holding up in his hand contains 66 of them. We have the works of Hildegard. We have the, we have so many. But to say that holding a book up shows allegiance to one person. I'm not trying to divide. I'm not wanting to bring division. I'm wanting to bring unity. We are one human race. We are one people. We are of one faith. And I say that because I don't care what your actual faith is. Jesus Christ is divine wisdom, and divine wisdom can be found in all the faiths of the world. So whether you're just practicing your faith, or my faith, or kin faith, then wisdom's there. We are all one in that. We are all united in our quest for compassion and mercy and justice, because these are the things that the world requires. These are the things that the world needs. These are the things that God demands. And to submit to anyone who would divide us, that is lunacy, that is villainy, that is blasphemy directly into the face of God. And I just can't stand for it. We are a people of faith, of faith. You know, the substance of things hoped for, the essence of things not seen. We are all living in the kingdom of God, which is spread out upon the earth, and people do not see it because they long to see the divisions and the things that hold us apart. And thus, they do not love God with all their heart, mind, and spirit, and they do not, they do not love their neighbor as themselves, which is what we are called to do to love our neighbor as ourselves, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Do you want to be killed without any, any justice on the streets? I don't think any of us want that. Not one of us. I'm going to sound like my grandfather and my great-grandfather for a minute, but... And I don't know if they would actually have this exact sentiment because they were both gone before I could ask them or really get a sense of where they felt on this, but they were kind of hellfire preachers back in the day. And oh, I can feel that coming on right now. Racism is a lie born in the pit of hell itself. It is a lie born from the very heart of the devil and all that is evil and foul in this world. It is a lie that is born so that we could justify the enslavement and mistreatment of populations different than us, so we could categorize them as different from us. 
We can watch this sin grow. We can watch it develop. We can see it in the pale acts, which start defining the difference between who's Irish and who's white, who's English. That way we can hate the Irish because it can be hard to tell the difference just looking at them. So let's look at the words and define certain words as curse words. They're bad words. All those Irish, pickish, Scottish words, those foul words that don't come from the nice Anglo-Saxon or the French. Let's define those words as bad so that we can see who the bad people are. Let's define who lives outside this wall as evil. You can see it growing there. You can see it metastasizing when people who had no right to divide the world start dividing the world. When the foul popes of the Renaissance decided to say, well, Portugal can have this and Spain can have that, and they can enslave whoever they want to, because ha ha ha. They weren't doing the will of God. They were doing the will of men. They were serving mammon. They were serving wealth. They were serving their own insidious self-interest. And to enshrine this into people, because you know what? It's not easy to look at somebody in chains, somebody being beaten, somebody being worked to death and think that it's okay. So, oh no, no, you don't understand. See their skin? It's a different color than yours. Therefore, they're different from you. They're less than you. You have to understand this. And this law gets passed and these rules get established and this culture is developed to hate to look down on people that don't look like us. Because then it's easy for us to brutalize them. That's where this all comes from. It's the denial of the basic Christian ethics that we are intended to follow. We are meant, we are meant to love our neighbors as ourselves and to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. None of us would like to be whipped, bleeding on the ground because we didn't do our job to the satisfaction of our employer. No one wanted that. So how do we make our Christian scruples forget and allow ourselves to do such terrible violence to others? We define them as others. They're different. We create categories. We create new names and new words and, oh, let's create a whole pseudoscience to explain how this works. It's all lies, cluster of lies, one built on another in an intricate web that if you pull out one, they all crumble and fall down. Oops, we're all human. Oops, it's done. And the legacy of that is with us today. And it's with us in so many ways, from healthcare to policing, to how we treat immigrants, laborers. We divide so that the rich can conquer. And that is a sin on our hearts. It is a sin on our country. It is a sin on our faiths. Anyone who can condone these acts is not on the side of God. I don't want to speak for God, but, you know, nothing said after a, before a but matters, so I'm not even going to finish that. I'm not speaking for God. I'm speaking for myself. 
when I read the scripture, when I read what the prophets have said over the centuries and the millennia. I do not want your sacrifices, just your love. What is asked of you, O mortal, but that you do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly before your God. When I read this in our history, in our past, in our great teachers who came before, this is what they tell us God wants. So you have to either say that they're wrong or concoct some kind of a crazy, and I mean crazy, existential reason to disprove their words. We are all of one blood. We all came from one people out of the heart of Africa. And whether you believe in evolution or creation, it's all the same. We came from one blood. We are one people. There is a genetic Adam. There is a genetic Eve. Whether they were the Adam and Eve of our scriptures or not doesn't matter. We come from one blood. We come from one tribe. We come from one people. We are all the same. Our faces, our languages, our cultures, our skin tones, they may be different around the world, but that just enriches us all. We have to change as a culture. We have to change as a society. And on my other podcast, I'm talking about that a lot. But we, as people of faith, cannot tolerate, encourage, or allow people to abuse our faith to do these evil deeds. Is God a God of law and order? Yes. Is what's going on in suppressing people's trying to speak out against injustice, law and order? No. This is Nebuchadnezzar against the three young men. And I don't want to be on Nebuchadnezzar's side in that. We're looking right now for the one who looks like the Son of God walking in the fires amongst them. Because they would not kneel to power because power declared it so. See, Judaism and Christianity, we have one very important thing in our history. We are a religion of rebels. Abraham, Father Abraham, didn't blindly accept what God told him. Neither did our mother Sarah. She laughed when she heard she was going to have a child. She laughed. And there we are. And here we are today. Jacob wrestled with the angels. He wrestled with God. He argued with God. Most of our great saints and prophets did. We don't sit quietly and politely obey. We are a faith of rebels and revolutionaries. We are people who stand up for justice and for what is right, no matter who, no matter what. Black lives matter. And we, as people of faith, need to stand with them. I don't know how many more episodes I'm going to do on this. I, I really wanted to just do the 
the episodes that I had planned out because I have an entire season planned out. But with everything going on right now, and especially with that horrid photo op that deceived so many so-called Christians, I just couldn't bear it. And I had to say something on the record. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can find links to everything I do over at wisdomscry.com. And if you have some money to help out right now, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to listener support that does help out. It goes to me to help keep this podcast going. And when that's taken care of, we'll start talking about what charities and whatnot we want to support with the remainder of that money. Okay. As always, let us end this episode with a prayer. Oh, most holy one, in the name of Jesus Christ, and with the intercession of Mary, our holy mother, and Francis, our seraphic father, we come to you in prayer. We pray for the family of George Floyd and for all those who are grieving right now, who have been treated so wrongly by this country, by those who are supposed to be enforcing its laws. And we ask that you will comfort them, for we know all who mourn shall be comforted. Send your angels to them, most holy one, and help them out. And be with our people as we are facing both the evils of systemic racism the powers of the corrupt kleptocracy and power that are trying to keep the poor and the downtrodden poor and downtrodden. And as we continue to face the plague that is rampaging through our land, help us fight it all and to be strong and to be healthy, to be whole, and in all things to bring glory to your name and to the kingdom that we represent. In the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly pray. Amen. And amen.